Welcome to the Black Entrepreneur Experience Podcast, inside the business, buzz, and brilliance of Black entrepreneurs. Here's your host, Dr. Francis Richards. What happens in Vegas goes all over the world on Black Entrepreneur Experience, episode number 29. Thank you for joining us for Black Entrepreneur Experience. This is where we shine the light on the most successful Black entrepreneurs in the world. I'm your host, Dr. Frances Richards, and I am deeply honored to have with us today Anika Hobbs of Nubian Human Boutique. And she is at the forefront of a movement to make DC a hub for African fashion. Welcome, Anika. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know what? I have given a very brief bio about you and your company. Why don't you fill in the gaps and share with our audience what you would like them to know about your company and yourself? Uh, Well, we're both online and in store um, at NubianHuman.com. We're located in Southeast D.C., and we really focus on um, the African diaspora as well as Black culture. Um, So we sell a lot of a lot of goods, a lot of clothing, a lot of art by independent small artists throughout the world. Um, We really do focus on socioeconomic businesses, so those that develop their communities or those that develop their areas um, to build wealth and independence, you know, through through the creative economy. Um, And we we have we hold a lot of events in our store um, to really make sure that we're meeting these artists um, and that we're 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 developing the creative economy as well. So if someone in our audience is listening and they would like to put their items into your store, is it only individuals that are in, I think you said all over the world, but is it only or mainly vendors in the DC area or are you actually um, looking to expand? And if someone is interested in um, putting their items into your store, what would they need to do? Uh, so we we work with both local and global um, independent artists, and um, so we have a really good balance between you know artists that are from New York, Atlanta, D.C., Chicago, um, all the way to Kenya, Malawi, Senegal, South Africa. So uh, we work with artists across the world. And the best way to get in contact with us, if you're interested, is on our website um, at NubianHuman.com. There's an artist submission link. And if you hit that link, the artist can put in all of their information there and uh, we'll get back to them. So tell us about the name. How did you decide the name Nubian Human Boutique for your store? Um, So basically Nubian Human stands for, um, you know, the origination of people. So that's the the Nubian part. Um, And then the human, which is H-U-E-M-A-N, is the, you know, the the diaspora of that, the spectrums of color that come from the root um, and kind of like how we are all um, living and expressing ourselves um, through through our traditions and and, um, ways of living both then and now. Thank you for sharing that um, information about the history of your, the naming of your company. So I was doing some research about you in your company, and I understand that you majored in design. Tell us how did you decide that this was the business for you and that it was going to be successful? Um, 
Well, I, though, I went to school for interior architecture, so technically environmental design interiors. Um, and then from there, I actually went into retail. So I have about 15 years experience in the retail industry from, you know, sales associate to uh, district level. And, um, you know, one thing that was really great was that but at the time, the business that I, the company that I worked for, um, which was a Swedish company, was very new to the United States. So they probably had less than 10 stores at the time. And now they have about 300, I think. So I was able to learn a lot about retail, about creativity, design, um, entrepreneurship through, through, through them. And the one thing that I noticed was um, I would travel a lot with the business or in, and in my leisure, and I would meet a lot of creative people, um, but it was like these one-off events. So it, it, it would be a market or a festival. And, you know, I'm like, well, I can go to my job and buy a pencil skirt any day of the week. But if I wanted, um, you know, a beautiful necklace or a hand-woven basket or something like that, why can't I just get that any day of the week as well? So it was kind of like, well, why don't we bring this this together, you know? And I really love traveling. I really love supporting creatives. And um, it just kind of clicked from there. Did you ever dream of that you were going to go the route of entrepreneurship or what was that aha moment to get you there? Um, it really wasn't entrepreneurship. It was more so um, accessing the artists that I really loved at any time that I wanted to. So it was, it was a little self-indulgent, but, um, you know, it was kind of like when I realized that, you know, first of all, I didn't really think of retail as, as, as a long-term business um, coming out of college, but because I had a career in it, you know, it's like, well, wait a minute, this is something that I can actually do. And, and I can have a house of those things that, you know, I know people would really love. And, um, so I think that aha moment kind of came pretty early on in, into me coming out of college um, as I saw all of these, you know, high corporate people, but they were in retail. So I was like, you know, well, well I can do that as well. So um, it, it's kind of just that convergence of all of that that kind of said, well, I, let me try something on my own. And it became more about um, entrepreneurship than it did design for me as well. You know, everybody says like, oh, aren't you a fashion person? I'm really not. I'm really interested in, in highlighting the artist, you know, and creating with the artist that I am, you know, fashion, let's say. So. So, Anika, how would you define success? Um, for, success for me is is economic independence. Um, just not being, you know, building something that's not rely, relying so much on, um, you know, the economy, but in itself, it's doing really, really well. That um, it's something that people have an interest in, they see a use for it, fills a need, um, and it can c continues to grow. Um, and I also see success as bringing on more people. A lot of people think that, like, they, a lot of business owners dread cutting checks. I actually, I really love it because, you know, that means I'm supporting and developing somebody's way of life. Um, so that's a part of success as well. So you had talked about helping other creators, and I think that's really great what you're doing. And so it's kind of twofold in reference to your business model. You're actually helping creators, but you're also helping consumers. So that's like you're a B2B and a B2C. So that's pretty amazing, that particular um, business model. 
Can you share one of the stories from a creator that was really um, profound that you made such a difference in their lives that it just really changed the whole paradigm shift in their whole in their life? Um, well, one I would say that I that I work really closely with um, who already kind of had a, an amazing brand in the beginning is simply Cecily. Um, so we had met, I believe in, it was in 2012. And um, I saw her pieces at a event and at an event that I was selling at. Um, and it was just and amazing pieces. And I was like, well, this is going in my store. So when we opened our doors, we had her pieces there. Um, and she already had beautiful design. It was being um, manufactured, which she was already ahead of the curve for a lot of designers. Um, but we had to have a lot of conversations on, you know, scale um, and just the buying process altogether. Um, and then also coming up with ideas on other ways of you know, income streams for her. Um, so I think just a lot of conversations we've been supporting each other through the years. We still have Simply Cecily in our store. We still buy every single season and every year it gets better and every year she gets smarter. So, um, I think a lot of it has been coaching each other, but at the same time, it's just been, um, we, we have a lot of conversations, you know, looking at her brand and seeing what it is that she does and how it can be better. And and I've seen her grow and it's, it's an awesome feeling. Absolutely. Anika, what is a daily or a weekly habit that you do consistently that has given you the greatest success? Um, I would say every month, every, well, every Sunday I write down my goals. So every Sunday I write down the goals for the week, um, which kind of prepares me as I leap into Monday, because as soon as like Monday morning hits, it's like you're off and running. Um, so I think preparedness is something that's really important. Um, I've also learned to batch my tasks um, because a lot of times in the beginning, I felt a little bit all over the place and, you know, I'm, I'm answering emails, but then I'm, I'm running here and then I'm doing this, but, um, and then being available for everybody all of the time. So I've kind of cut back on that and, and batch those things together. So if I know I'm going to meet a few people in, in one place, then, then we meet there, um, back to back rather than me driving around throughout the city. Um, and then also just being more focused about how I spend my time, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Oprah yet. So I have the, what I'm richest in, in is my time. So just being very smart about how I use it. So what is one valuable lesson you wish you knew before starting your business? Oh my goodness. Um, say the importance of utilizing your network. Um, that's something I'm, I'm learning a lot. Um, I'm an only child, so I'm used to doing a lot of things on my own. And um, I honestly... Whenever I talk about Nubian human, a lot of people ask, you know, how do you make your success? But our success is not really through us. It's through the artists and the partnerships that we've been able to create. And I really think if I had learned that a little bit earlier, we would be better. You know, everything happens for a reason. But I definitely think, you know, um, learning to partner and, and learning how to leverage your network is really important. Social capital is, is super important. So what tips would you give us in reference to social capital and really utilizing your network? Because you think about 
individuals that are listening that are saying, oh, wow, how did she do that? I would love to have, you know, partnerships or would love Mm -hmm. to have individuals working with me in my business. What advice would you give someone that's interested or don't really know how to start that process? I would say the first thing is getting out there. Uh, you learn a lot when you when you get out there. Um, I'm not a big social butterfly. I'm actually an introvert. But um, when it comes to actually like meeting people and hearing their stories, um, it, it takes time. And I think just really getting out there and um, talking with people, learning what they're passionate about, what they're interested in, and how that can kind of mesh with what you're doing. And if your passions come together, then you're stronger together. Um, And I think just being open to hearing what other people have to say and not going into it like, you know, I'm looking to build my my social capital and, and, um, you know, who can I get in my network? But what is it that I have to offer that can support someone else? And you just be amazed at how, um, what the reciprocity looks like when you go into it with your arms open rather than your arms folded. Um, And I, and I really think just stepping out of like your, your box and when you're an entrepreneur and, and you know, you're, you're juggling all of your hats, it gets really easy to just stay in your office or stay in your space and not really step out of that. Um, So take some time to meet people, join groups, um, join, you know, incubators or, you know, entrepreneur series, look at things that are happening, workshops and and really step out there and meet people because it really makes a difference. It really does. And and there's a lot of that are there are a lot of entrepreneurs or people um, in the same boat as you. So that helps a lot as well. So telling your story helps, too. So, Anika, what keeps you going each and every day? Oh, man. Um, you know, it's every day is different. Um, and just knowing that my first energy is going toward my life passion, you know, my passion at this time, um, that keeps me going because, you know, I've, I've worked my nine to five and I know what it feels like to wake up to that um, and then try to come home and, and, and do a little bit of your of your passion. But to wake up every morning and say, OK, like this is what I'm doing. Um, this is how I'm making the world better from how I see it. Um, that's really exciting. It's super exciting, you know, and just seeing like where you've come from and then the possibilities. I think entrepreneurship has really shown like the possibilities of life. And that's really that's really motivating. So, Nika, I like what you said about you once worked a nine to five and you came home and you did your side hustle, if that's what you call it. Talk to the person in our audience and that's where they're at right now. They are currently working a nine to five and they are doing a business on the side. Give Mm -hmm. them some words of wisdom, of pearl of wisdom to keep them going when things seem really tough, you know, they're, they're solo, they're working on their own. They don't have a team or, um, some partners to work with them. Um, I would say definitely keep going. Um, one thing that motivates me a lot is that I know that for this in particular, I'm, I'm not the first, I'm not the first to have a boutique. I'm not the first to have an online store. So, um, it's all things are possible. And, it's really just about 
um, being smart about your time. And it may require some sacrifice as far as, you know, not hanging out like you used to. And, um, you know, your family is probably going to be a little frustrated with you. But I think it's just if you know that this is what your heart desires, this is what you're here for, then keep going. Um and especially if you work a nine to five, every little bit helps. So giving yourself those two hours to literally just focus on your business and nothing else. By the end of the week, you've had at least 10 hours of work that you've put into into your business. So um, small steps actually do make big steps. Um, I was doing the same thing. I was taking classes at night and then I was selling on the weekends. So but I was traveling throughout the week. So, but it's it, it it's all possible, and um, you know, one big thing that helps me a lot to to actually leave my nine to five is saving my money. So, you know, while you don't have big overhead, cut your costs where you can, save your money, so that when you leave, you have a safety net. Um, because funds go very quickly when you when you when you jump out there. So, that's some good advice. So, who are your top influencers in your life, and what lessons do they teach you? Um, you know, I, there's not one particular person. I would have to say like people that I have around me have been my big influencers, uh, for different reasons, either if it's, uh, work ethic, um, creativity, um, you know, just business acumen. It, they're, they're just very, various like low hanging fruit that, um, I can sit and have a conversation with, um, just about business. And I think that they've motivated me the most, more than anything, you know, more than I can say any superstar or, you know, big time person. It's it's the people around me that have those, um, you know, certain qualities that's just like, wow, you know, like you inspire me to keep going, to do better and to grow. Um, and I think it's important to have those people around you, you know, that you can actually talk to. So, so talk to a younger you. What advice would you give to a younger Anika? Oh, start earlier. Definitely start earlier. Um, don't be afraid um, to leave. Like I was very afraid to leave my job. So I would say don't don't be afraid to leave your job. There are a gazillion jobs out there. So, um, you know, don't be afraid of, of that security blanket. And I would say... Um, really, really work your time. I think time is super important to me. I don't know if it's because, you know, I'm older. So it's kind of like, um, you know, time just seems like it goes by so quickly. But I think it's really important to enjoy yourself, use your time wisely. um, And there's no, and just know that there's no perfect time for anything, but just to go, just go. So you shared at the beginning of the um, podcast about the creators and how you're, you know, um, actually expanding your network with individuals that are bringing different um, wares and jewelry into your store. What role or responsibility do you feel you and or your company can contribute to increasing the number of black entrepreneurs? Um, well, I see. I was just writing about this for a grant. Um, the role that I feel that we play is that I think there's a lot of opportunity to have your own online platform. Um, you know, that's, that's the way of the world right now. Um, but a lot of times, um, customers are not able to interact with your items until they're purchased. And I think what we provide is 
you know, a brick and mortar space to highlight the artist, to have conversations and tell the story about the artist and their work um, and allow for feedback, development, scaling um, to the artist. And I think that that's something different. You know, I was just writing that we bring what what's like popular, cool and cultural, you know, in the cyber world, we bring that to reality. So all of that stuff that we see that's really cool by all of these artists, we actually bring them into the store. And I think that that's something that um, we provide another income stream for them. And uh, we see it more as a partnership rather than, you know, a buyer and a seller. And I think that that's, that's valuable. It's valuable for us. And, you know, we hope that they find that valuable as well. So if you had to do another business, if you had the opportunity, would you go into the same industry and would you do it the same way? Um, I would definitely go into the same industry. And, um, you know, I think there's definitely things that I could do smarter. I mean, being in being in Washington, D.C., I think you have a lot of access to government agencies that can support you. Um, I'm very much, you know, like do it yourself bootstrapper. And I think that there's a smarter way to get at it. Uh, with the support of those agencies that you basically pay into um, to support you in your development. And I'm learning a lot of that right now. Um, so if I think if I had that a little bit earlier, that's that's probably how I would have entered, just a little bit more strategic in, in those partnerships, um, you know, in supporting the business from a financial standpoint um, and exposure. Yeah. So you mentioned you launched in D.C. Was that the best area for you to launch in your business? And if you had to do it all over again, is D.C. definitely the market that you would have launched in? I mean, there's nothing like there. I know everybody says, you know, like L.A. and New York, but there's nothing like having a business in your nation's capital. Um, they know Washington, D.C. all around the world. And um the market that I've had and the support that I've had in DC, I don't know. That's something that I could not write in my business plan. And um, it's been phenomenal. You know, like our family, our heart is is right here in DC. So um, I wouldn't change anything about that. I, I'm originally from Boston. And, you know, when I asked my job, I said, you know, I want to move further down south, knowing that I wanted to open a business. Um, they offered me Atlanta and, and DC and I decided to go with DC. And, um, you know, I'm very thankful for that because it, it, it's, it's been an amazing experience. So, so did you have that foresight when, when you had made that choice about DC or is it something that just matured over the, you know, it exposed itself over the years? I mean, I would say, I would say it's a little bit of both. Um, I, I, you know, I understood the customer base in Atlanta and I understood the customer base in DC, um, as well as the opportunities when it comes to, at that time, when it came to, um, entrepreneurship and, and developing of retail spaces, I would say DC was a little bit further in that process than Atlanta was at the time. Um, so yeah, I would say D, you know, I, I knew that DC had some great opportunity that, you know, was ready to be taken at the time that I was moving down this way. Whereas in Atlanta, I didn't see that yet. Okay. So Anika, what is a technology tool or a technology platform that is a must have for you in your business? Um, I would say QuickBooks is everything for me. Um, 
because I really love numbers. So being able to analyze, you know, what's selling, how much you're bringing in, how much is going out um, is really important. Um, it basically guides the ship. So I would say if I wouldn't, if I didn't have QuickBooks, it would it would probably be a little more difficult. It would be kind of like finger to the wind rather than strategic planning. So. So let's talk about books. What book would you recommend and why to our audience? Um, oh, there's a lot. Um, but one of them that's my favorite is The 5-Minute Manager. And it's more so because it's not that I could really apply everything that he wrote, but um, it's more so about how you're using your time with your team which is really important. I think also as an entrepreneur, when you have a small team, you're kind of like, um, you know, in your own circle, in your own bubble. And so five minute manager really, really put into perspective how you're not only utilizing your time, but your team's time too, to to the maximum capacity. Um, So that's one really great book for me. I think that's important. So you talked a great deal, Anika, about time. So how do you blend or balance your personal life, your family life with your business life? (laughs) Um, That's still a challenge. That's still a really big challenge. Um, You know, I do make sure to, I do figure out a day. So usually it's Sundays uh, to spend time with my family. Um, And, you know, the time that I have in the car driving from one place to another, that's always critical, you know, to speak to people as well that you care about. Um, It's still really hard to balance because, you know, a lot of people ask me like, what are my favorite things to do? And one of my favorite things to do is my business. So when I'm off of my business, I'm still on my business somehow. Um, But I mean, it's, it's still, it's still a really big challenge, but I would say I'm getting better. I think also just before I didn't really take a vacation because because I didn't think I could. And um, I've been able to build a team that can support our business now so that if I'm, you know, away a week or two, it won't fall apart. So I really try to get in a uh, good vacation time when I can. So what is your biggest achievement so far with your business? Oh, man. Um, I would say one of, one of the biggest things is what, what is happening right now. So um, we actually were a recipient of a grant um, for from DC's Great Street, um, and it's basically paying for the construction of us being able to double the size of our store. So um, we're going to have all new fixturing, um, a larger store, projections, mural walls, wallpapering. I mean, like a totally new store, um, and that was you know the support of. Um, the Great Streets Grant. So that that was really huge for us because that was $50,000. And, you know, it's given us an opportunity to step it up, which is really exciting and um, have a larger store. And, and we vow to have a larger impact with more space. So um, that's really exciting. So congratulations on that um, win there. That's a great accomplishment. We're going to shift gears here. Um, we're going to talk about the worst moment in business and what was your takeaway? Okay. Um, I would say I've had, a, I've had a lot of difficult moments. Um, I would say my worst moment was when, hmm, that's tough. There, there really hasn't been a moment yet that's been <laughs> like crucially the worst moment. Um, 
But, you know, there's been times when I think it's more so personal than it is the actual business. Um, You know, just when I'm kind of like not working to my fullest on my day to day. And that is really critical. Um, and, And I can feel that. And then the business can feel that. The team can feel that. And there are those moments that, you know, I've kind of lost my way a little bit. I'm not focused. And it's like trickling to my team. Um, those are some really hard moments, kind of like, where am I going? What am I doing? What is this for? Um, but then there's like, you know, as when I do feel that way, there'll be a moment when I'm in the store or I get an email and somebody says, you know, keep going. What you're doing is awesome. Oh, I love that place. You know, it's small things like that, that really is like, you know what, straighten up, um, really get it together because it's not, it's not the worst you know, I I always keep telling myself that it can be so much worse. So take it for what it is at this moment, brush yourself off and, and get going. So what would make you stop, Anika? Oh, man. <laughs> um, I think if there was really nowhere that I could see, you know, like there, there was just nothing coming out of it, that it, it wasn't helping anyone anymore. It wasn't supporting people and their livelihoods. Um, it wasn't touching anyone anymore, then I would probably stop. Um, it's, it's run its course already. Um, but I don't foresee that happening. So. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So Anika, if you conducted this interview, what is the one question that you wish I would have asked you? And I would like you to answer that question. The one question I wish you would have asked me. Um, hmm, that's a really great question. That's an awesome question. Um, let me think. I would probably say if you were to ask me what what am I good at? So what is it what is it what skill do I have that I'm I'm really good at that made it happen? Um, and I would probably say that it's not a skill but it's faith. Um, I have a whole lot of faith. Um, in just being here and, and being purposeful about life. And, um, you know, sometimes it sounds a little fluffy. I know there's a lot of people in business that are very focused on um, input and outcome, but, and, you know, measuring impact. And I think sometimes it's just about having faith, you know, um, you won't always see the end, but you know, it's about the journey and getting there and going through that process. Um, so, so, yeah, I would say there's no skill that I really feel like I have. It's just a lot of faith, a lot of faith in what I'm doing that I feel like that it makes a difference. So can you share with our audience three truths that you've learned in life so far? Three truths um, that what you put out is what you're going to receive. Um and that's in anything, in, in business, in attitude, in, in anything. What you give out is is, is what you'll receive. Um, that the mind has the capacity to do whatever it thinks it can do. Um, so we haven't even like really delved into, into our real abilities. So whatever we put our mind to, it's possible. It's all possible. Um, and I would say that, let me see, what else? Yeah. And I would say that your that your that your connections speak to a lot of who the the person that you are. So really pay attention to the people that you have around you. It's really important Um, because you need your cheerleaders. You need your 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 listeners. Um, 
you really need good people around you, people that are understanding of what you're going through, because it's definitely a process and a journey to be an entrepreneur. Absolutely. So what advice in closing would you give to our audience? Um, I would say to keep going. I think that's the biggest thing. I like a lot of people, you know, there's one thing that I had heard. I was listening to a podcast um, for, and it was the the former owner, the creator of Whole Foods. And he was saying that, you know, when you when you're an entrepreneur, you really don't have that moment when you feel like you've arrived. Um, and that's so true. Like there's so much more we could be doing every time, you know, you ask me like, what's your biggest win? It's like, yeah, this is a win, but I could be doing this too. So, um, I think it's like, you know, everybody's like, you're doing great. You got your doors open. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. But the biggest thing is, is, is staying and keep going. Like that is the hard part and then pushing and pushing to do better and do greater. So I think the biggest thing is just like, keep pushing, keep trying, keep doing, um, don't be afraid to like shut down and start over all over again. But whatever you do, just keep going because every moment is a learning moment for us. You know, this is this is the school for us. This is the degree that we're looking to obtain. It's 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 business and it's sustaining in business. So keep going. So now we've come to the part of our um, podcast, Anika. It's called the Fun Facts Lightning Round. And I'm going to ask you a series of questions that I want you to give me very um, quick answers. If there's something that you feel that you don't want to answer, feel free to say pass. You ready for the Fun Fact Lightning Round? I think so. All right. The last movie you saw? Get Out. You relaxed doing what? Um... Listening to music. Your favorite singer or rapper? Uh, Jill Scott. Your favorite dance song? (laughs) Um, uh, This is how we do it. (laughs) And what food you eat every week, no matter what? Oh my goodness, cereal. (laughs) And your favorite month? Um, I would have to say August. Thank you so much for that fun facts. You know what? We just want to say to you, Anika, we so greatly appreciate you spending time with us on Black Entrepreneur Experience. So can you tell our audience what is the best way for them to connect with you and to support your business? Um, so the best way to connect with me in person is at the store, um, and we're located at 1231 Good Hope Road, Southeast in Washington, D.C., um, and we're inside of the Anacostia Art Center. Um, we can also be reached online at NubianHuman.com or email me at info at NubianHuman.com as well, and that's H-U-E-M-A-N. Anika, again, we thank you so much for spending time with us on Black Entrepreneur Experience. If there's anything that we can do to support your business, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening and subscribing to Black Entrepreneur Experience. We would love for you to leave a review and rating on iTunes and share with your friends. For show notes and more episodes, go to www.beepodcast.com. Join us next Wednesday. And remember, green is the new black. So keep your bank accounts and your business in the black.